Amen. And it's, sometimes people might wonder, uh, you know, when we're praising God, we're, we're, we're lifting our voice to Him, and we sing songs of how we're thankful and we're glad that we're healed and, and that He redeemed us and He healed us. And some might think, well, you know, I get to those songs and I kind of have a little hiccup because I'm not healed yet. Well, here's what, we, here's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with healing as, as an accomplished fact, and then we're dealing with healing as a physical reality in our body. Two sides, okay? It is an accomplished fact for all people because of the fact that Jesus already dealt with it on the cross. Therefore, we're not wondering for a second, will God heal me? Is it God's will to heal me this time? He already did. Spiritually, there is nothing else that God can do. You could plead and beg and have a ton of faith for that matter. And you could, but it's still not going to change. Healing is already an accomplished fact. So what we're simply dealing with, and I, and I want to help if whether healing is, uh, and this kind of talk is brand new to you or you've been uh, knowing these things for many years, it, we have to just be real simple with healing. It's not complicated. It's, it's not a complex issue. It's really simple faith. Simple faith is easy, okay? Like was said, you don't have to have some kind of doctorate or, uh, you know, some type of advanced education to be able to receive from God. If anything, that might hinder, <laughs> Uh, but it doesn't have to at the same time you can be highly educated but we just don't approach these things with our brain where we're just trying to figure it out and trying to get God to do something it is so easy and God loves you more than you can comprehend and uh, his, it's the love of God that passes knowledge according to Ephesians 3 and so we're dealing with healing and this is the beginning we're not wondering does he want to will he do it he already did Okay, in his love, in his foreknowledge, he knew exactly what you would have this day, at this time in history, that you would be uh, dealing with a neck problem, you would be dealing with a, a tumor, you, whatever it is. He already knew that, okay, and because of that, he put it on Jesus. He was the great substitute. There was nothing missing from Jesus' substitutionary work. There is no curse at all that he left out. He finished, you know, he was raised from the dead. He came busting out of the tomb, you know, went into the throne of God and put the blood on the mercy seat and went, oh, man, I forgot one of the diseases. <sighs> I got to go do it all over again. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just let those people know. <laughs> no, he took care of every bit of the curse Every sickness and disease, the spiritual cause and root for all problems was put on him so that we today could have absolute, complete confidence in God, never wondering, can it happen? Will it happen? Is it his will? It's already done. And so we are simply, and I use that word on purpose, we are simply laying hold of what's a fact of what's already accomplished by God. We honor Him in doing so. He's praised because we acknowledge it. We're laying hold of what's already done and we're bringing it into a physical reality in our bodies. Okay? Simple. It's just, a, it's really like some, when someone's born again. 
When someone gets saved, they're taking a spiritual reality, what is true, what is fact, that Jesus already died for their sins, already gave his life, already redeemed them, and they're simply calling upon the name of the Lord, and then they're saved. So what he already did becomes a reality in their life. Now they are a child of God, okay? And they can speak in the present tense. It's already accomplished in their life. Healing's already accomplished for every one of us. Spiritually, it's a fact. And so we're just laying hold of that and saying, I'm going to make this a reality in my physical body now. Now, now if you want to put it off, you can. Okay, you have the right to do that. In other words, if I want to, if I choose to believe that I'm going to be healed over six months, Now, I don't know why I'd do that, but I'm just saying, if I did, God would honor that. Healing is a fact. How I receive it is up to how I choose. If I say, you know, I can't do this, I can't believe that, and uh, I'm uh, I'm just going to go to the doctor and, and, uh, and believe that he can do a good job, well, God will honor you in that. And if you'll use faith, he'll help the doctor do a good job, and praise God if you get, get over this thing. But I'm just saying we don't have to do it that way. It's already available. We can, by our own choosing, say, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take God up on this offer. Just like I did with the forgiveness of my sins. Just like I have an eternal, eternal relationship with Him. Not by anything I do, I've done. I simply accept it. I'm going to do that with my healing now. Okay, and this is the determination that every person, whether you're here just to, you know, build up your faith and confidence and just support others and help others be healed, grab hold of this word, or if you're here for a a physical healing in your own body, it hasn't happened yet, but here's your determination, I'm going to get something right now, I'm going to get what I came for from the Lord, He's provided it, I'm just going to get it, just going to take it, amen, let me show you. Uh, let me show you something in the Word of God. Turn with me to Matthew. If you brought your Bible, of course, follow along. If you didn't, too bad. (laughs) Matthew 15. You can still be healed, though, if you didn't bring your Bible. (laughs) I might put a qualification on that, but the Lord wouldn't. (laughs) You might have to be in back of the line. (laughs) Matthew chapter 15. Let's read over here in verse 21. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan. Where's she from? Came from that region and cried out, to him saying have mercy on me O Lord son of David my daughter is severely demon possessed all right now first of all you understand this that demonic possession and sickness very much are in the same uh, category doesn't mean that every sick person is demonically possessed but really how many know it's the same family I mean, oh, the same God who forgives, heals, and blesses, and prospers, and, and ma- gives joy, and peace, and wisdom, and it's the same family. The same devil makes sick, and makes poor, and makes hurt, and makes depressed, and, and all those kind of things, okay? When you're talking about someone who's demonically possessed, uh, sometimes uh, we, we see in the ministry of Jesus that he would lay hands on people, and people who were sick got healed, 
and people who were demon-possessed got delivered. And it really made no mention of him even casting them out, per se. There are times when he did cast them out, but sometimes just that healing flow would drive out demons. Say, I'm not sure if my sickness is a, you know, just a physical issue or if it's a, if it's a demon. Doesn't matter. It's not something we need to be concerned about. If, there, if there's something, say, what if I need a demon cast out? Well, I'm just believing God with you that if there's anything extra we need to do, then we'll know that. Okay, and then we can speak specifically to that. But if there's no further revelation given by the Lord of specific methods to take, then we use the general operation of the laying on of hands, the prayer of faith, and some of these things that are just commonly used to eradicate any sickness and any disease in any person's life. Okay, so she was coming. Uh, her daughter was severely demon-possessed. I find it interesting that she cried out to him. Uh, there, there are times when people have enough pain and enough suffering they don't care about what anyone else thinks all right in other words they're not worried about crying out and people looking and saying would you shut up woman would you close your trap and and we're sorry (laughs) and 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 keep it down the master's here and he's doing his thing would you just no she had a problem okay and sometimes people aren't willing to believe god and and take a step of faith until it hurts really bad all right (laughs) doesn't mean it has to wherever we're at be willing to do anything be willing to step out out of your comfort zone out of what's normal and what the the way things have always been be willing to step over into a realm a spiritual realm where God can move and manifest mightily okay what did she say she said have mercy on me have mercy on me well why do you ask for mercy when your daughter's demon possessed well, a couple, couple things. One, she was a sinner. One, uh, history tells us some about those who, uh, uh, the book of Mark, that, that account of this calls her a Syrophoenician from, uh, from Syria and Phoenicia. Okay, that's the area she was from. And s- seems to be an indication from some history that there was some pretty raunchy stuff going on in those, in those areas. Okay, and, and maybe it was direct reference to that, that, uh, you know, she knew she was in sin and that was the reason. Okay, that the enemy was given access to her daughter's life when it was wrecking havoc. And she's saying, man, and I've blown it. I know I've done things wrong. Have mercy on me. Here's another side to that. We see over and over in Scripture that, he, that when people ask for mercy, they get healed. In other words, healing is the mercy of God. We must, wa- must watch out that we never approach trying to get healed by the Lord based on our goodness. Based on all the good things that we've done or the lack of bad things that done. You may have had the best year of your life and every, you've, done, you've not sinned at all. And you've just lived your life completely for Him in every way. That doesn't qualify you to be healed. It doesn't. The only thing that qualifies us to be healed is the mercy of God. Okay? It's not by our works of righteousness which we have done, but it's by the very grace, the work of Jesus. In reality, He died, paid for our sins. We're just benefiting from all He's done. And so don't think tonight, if you need healing in your body, that, man, I've made this mistake and this mistake and this mistake, and I'm not good enough to be healed. Well, you're not. Okay? But here's the deal. You're going to get it anyway. And you're going to come out of this saying, 
And I didn't deserve that, but thank God he had mercy on me. He had grace in my life. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to fix everything to receive from the Lord. Think about it. How many of us would ever have any prayer answered? Would ever have God moving in our life? It was, it's all about our goodness. This, if we, went, we understand how, how the, this kingdom works, it's all about him. It's all about his goodness. While we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. So stop trying to clean it up <laughs> in order to be accepted or to be worthy or to merit somehow a healing from God. Just acknowledge right where you're at. I can't be good enough. I'm going to come on His grace, His mercy. I'm going to trust Him to do it in spite of me. Then it becomes easy again. Okay, and so she said, have mercy on me, but he, he answered her not a word. What? He answered her not a word. Here's another way to say that. He ignored her. She talked, Jesus looked the other way, right? Isn't that what happened? She's saying, have mercy on me, son of David. And he acted like she wasn't even there. He didn't even answer her. Now, how many know right there is where a whole lot of people are in trouble? Because they get mad. <clears throat> I can't believe this. Who is this preacher anyway? I mean, no, they, she didn't see him as the son of God. Jesus comes strolling into town with a halo around his head. You know, I'm the son of the living God, the incarnate one. No, he, he looked like everybody else. His, he, he would travel around, but there was no notable difference in how he looked. And uh, uh, he was just a traveling preacher. He's going around preaching. Of course, they heard of some good things happening in his meetings. But other than that, they don't know. He's the second member of the Godhead. Okay? So she cries out to him, and he ignores her. How, how would you deal with that? I called over to that church. <laughs> asked for prayer. They wouldn't even pray. They just kind of blew me off. See, what, what happens a lot of time is people disqual, disqualify themselves from receiving from God because they're, they allow themselves to take offense to what somebody does. How many know we are always going to have to look past people in this life? Because not everybody's going to do everything right and do it to our standards. And here's the other side. This is Jesus. He was doing it right. But from her view and from an outsider's perspective, they might have thought, wow, why don't Jesus help her? I thought he was love. You know, I thought he was Mr. Kind, Mr. Compassionate. Here he is ignoring this woman. Maybe she needed ignored. What a novel thought. Maybe you need ignored. <laughs> Maybe it would help you. Help me what? To humble yourself. To step up. Maybe a little pressure on us sometimes will we'll show what's really on the inside of us. We're going to rise up, mm, bless God, I can't or are we going to humble ourselves, be soft, be gentle, and, and make adjustments? His disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away, <laughs> for she cries out after us. They were, she was bugging the disciples, too. And they were annoyed with her like who is this woman we're here ministering we're here having a meeting we're here doing the work of god get this this loud woman away from us <laughs> and they're trying to tell jesus 
would you just get rid of her? Send her away. Tell her to go away. Does this sound like God? It is. Did we forget who Jesus was? <laughs> who Jesus is? Send her away. Uh, but he answered and said, I, this, finally he spoke up about it. He said, all right, bring her over here. Is that what he said? No, he said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, I'm not even here for her. That's not why I'm ministering. This loud woman over here crying out, I'm not even here to deal with her. My ministry right now is to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's why he was there. And she was just getting in the way. <laughs> then she came. Notice this. Did she take offense at that? What? You don't like us Canaanites? You got something against us Canaanites? Us Syrophoenicians? Are you so much better than us? Psh, I'm out of here. Would people ever do that? Oh, yeah. What, something wrong? I, well, I live on the wrong side of the track. Something wrong with me. You're not going not to give me the time you give other people? And they get angry, get upset, and take offense. And therefore, what's the final result in that person's life? Demon daughter. Daughter gets to keep the demon. In other words, they get to keep their problems. Yes, they had their say, bless God. I can't believe he's talked to me that way. What's, his, what's up with that ministry staff he's got too? Those people, man, they're not very kind either. I, I can't believe this. I, I'm going to, you know, maybe find a reporter to write up a story on this. And, okay, fine, do all that. Do some yapping. Do some talking. Do some exposing. And keep your demon while you're at it. <laughs> but it, see, see, the reason this is in here, because she didn't do that. She didn't, she wasn't offended when the Lord ignored her and when the disciples said, get rid of her because she was determined. I am going to get something today. He's got healing power and I'm going to get my healing. That determination has to be there and willing to do anything to get it. Willing to set aside pride and any preconceived notion and idea of how it's supposed to happen and say, I'm just going to get what I'm coming to get. I'm going to get it and nothing's going to stop it. And so they did this. He said, I wasn't even sent to him, sent to you. And she came in verse 15 and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. Not setting herself, as, herself up as strong and, 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 and mighty and, and something special who deserves time. She said, have mercy on me. And she came and worshipped him. She bowed down and worshipped him. Worshipped the guy who ignored her. Worshipped the guy who said, I'm not even here for you. Who has a rude staff. She came and worshipped him. But he answered and said, well, we could stop there and say, okay, then he finally gave in, right? <laughs> no. He answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to little dogs. It's getting a little bit worse here, isn't it? Ignore, I'm not here for you, you're a dog. I mean, Jesus is not getting any nicer to this woman. But here's a re there's, there's some revelation in here. First of all, he said, it's not right to take the children's bread. What is the children's bread? He speaks of that in reference to healing and deliverance. For uh, That's what the context is. He calls that the children's bread. What do you mean the children's bread? 
he's talking about the children of Israel or God's covenant people. They had a right to healing. It was their bread. She came from Canaan. She was a Canaanite. She was outside of the covenant. She wasn't even saved. Okay? She was outside. It didn't belong to her. You notice even when she approaches, she says, Son of David, have mercy on me. Well, what's that all about? Son of David, that's not a phrase the Canaanites use. Huh? That's a phrase that the Israelites would use. That was a covenant type of phrase that spoke of his lineage and where he came from. As the, and, you know, he came and it was prophesied that he would come from the lineage of David and that he would be the Messiah. But what's she doing using that? Maybe she heard someone else say that. Maybe she picked that up and thought, if I use the right phrase here, I can get in and, 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 and uh, he'll, he'll help my daughter get free. No, no, she was, she was intruding. And she was trying to get something that wasn't rightfully hers. Why, say, why are we saying this? You know, because she gets it anyway. Let, let's keep reading. He said, it's not, it's not good to take the, little, the children's bread and to throw it to the little dogs. What was the little dogs? Those were... The Canaanites, Syrophoenician folks, in sin, living like dogs, outside of the covenants of promise, had no right to anything. How many know God deals, deals with covenants? That's how he relates to people, okay? It's one of the reasons Job had such a tough time. He had no covenant with God. All right. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. This is the attitude. This woman got her, her story in the Bible because she wouldn't quit. And every time there was an obstacle, she didn't stiffen up against it. Say, I don't know why this won't work. And how come I can't get this? She would humble herself. How many know humility is something that God values highly? Humility means I'm willing to change. I'm willing to adjust. I'm willing to not blame God or blame another person or blame the government or, or just always about someone else. I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to tweak to change, to adjust, so that I can position myself to receive what God has promised, okay? And what's interesting here about this situation and story is healing did not belong to her. She was not the children. So the bread was not hers. But she had enough faith to say, man, I just need a crumb. I don't even need a bunch of this stuff. Don't give me a whole slice. Can I just have a crumb? And Jesus thought, wow, look at that. Look at the faith of that woman. All, she, all she's asking for is a crumb, and she knows that a crumb of God's healing power is well sufficient to deliver her daughter. Okay? That is also true today, but here is the better part of all this. We are the children. We don't even have to have faith in the crumb. Because you can have the whole loaf if you want to. We'll knock you upside the head with a loaf. 
It's, it's well sufficient to take care of any problem and any sickness and any disease or any pain in your body. If she can get delivered, her daughter delivered from a crumb, what could you do with the loaf? I tell you what, there is more than enough. And we, as we see this, you remember, you remember when Jesus uh, talked over, I think in Matthew chapter 7. Um, uh, he, 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 no, I might not be right, right about that, that verse. Uh, Luke 11 is, is, is when he was comparing how a natural father will deal with his kids. And he said, shall not the heavenly father give good things to those who ask? And even mentioned bread as one of those things. What is the heavenly father willing to do for all his children? Give bread. Give healing bread. It is the children's bread that gets us to where we need to be and what we need to have. And uh, here, here's another just, just side point to this whole, uh, th- this whole truth and this story. We, we see here that this woman gave great respect even to a person whom God was using. Okay? Remember when Jesus talked about uh, if, if you receive... He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. How he talked about if you'll receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. Okay? And how many know God uses people, just like what was shared earlier? God uses human vessels, and there has to be uh, sometimes a reception of a person that God is using at, for that power to flow through them. And always, we ha- many times, we'll have an opportunity to discount a person and say, well, they're not perfect, or they don't do everything right, and big whoop-de-doo. It's not all about that. It's about that God is still going to use people. He'll use you. He'll use me. He'll use anyone uh, who will yield to him and his power will flow and let's never let a vessel get in the way of what's happening I mean I don't really like the hose I mean I'm more of a I like those those white hoses I don't like these green ones (laughs) who gives a rip it's water coming through (laughs) that's the main point is there water coming through here and and if that's the case Man, get under the spout. <laughs> let, let, let some water flow to your life. And when it comes to our healing, man, let, let's, let's show honor and respect to every person in the body of Christ, every person who has God's Spirit on them so that we can partake of and receive what God ordained for us. Amen. And, and at, at all times, humility is key. Humility and faith go hand in hand humility and receiving healing goes hand in hand this is not all about me and I'm demanding my way but here's what I am saying I am demanding and I'm demanding of myself and demanding of my body and demanding of my circumstances that they are going to change by the power of God okay I am not going to give in or give up because there's an obstacle here or a challenge there maybe you've struggled for many years and you've had trouble getting over certain uh, symptoms and problems in your body big whoop-de-doo-dah day this is a new day are you determined today that no matter what you are going to lay hold of and get what God has promised you that's very important that we have that determination and that heart of faith that says I'm just going to get it we say, what is that called? It's called faith, but you don't even have to say it that way. It simply is faith. It says, I'm going to receive what God has given me. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It's not something, again, that we have to work up or work on and, and, and just do everything exactly right and perfect. Relax. The Lord loves us. And, and, and if we don't say everything just right, say, what if I pray and I do it a little bit wrong? 
Stop trying so hard. Sometimes when we, when we minister to the sick, people come up and they're praying 100 miles an hour, praying in the Spirit and, and just letting it rip. And, you know, sometimes that can be a hindrance. Sometimes it can be a hindrance because they're too much trying in themselves to make it happen. Okay? Relax. Say, Lord, I'll just take this because of Jesus. I'm your, I'm your child, even if you're not you're not saved yet listen she got it yeah yeah you can have a crumb <laughs> and you can receive the Lord Jesus and you can have the whole loaf <laughs> because it belongs to you it's something that Jesus bought and paid for on your behalf so you could have it what a shame and a tragedy for us to live without something that's already been purchased you know I mean it's like if you're starving you know, you're out of food, don't have any money, and someone goes to the grocery store, fills up grocery bags every day, and they come deliver them to your door, and you say, no, I, I can't take that. I'm not sure if I should receive that, and you're starving, and uh, the food gets wasted. Somebody comes and takes it, and next day, they bring it back, bring you a whole new fresh batch of, of groceries. Oh, I don't know if I can take that. No, I just don't think I should. <laughs> well, well, that's foolish. It's already been paid for. They already bought it. They left it. You really going to sit there and look at it and say, no. No, I don't know if I can receive that. Just bend down and receive it. Pick it up, put it in your mouth and eat. Okay? And, and, and it's, it's tragic for us to, uh, for the Lord to have provided through his suffering, death, burial, and resurrection, provided healing for us. And we say, Oh, I don't know if I can, I, I don't know if I have enough faith for that. Don't worry about that. Just go get it. Instead of worrying about your faith, just go get your healing. Amen. Talk about your faith later. Because it is the same thing. So what do you mean? You just go get it. Amen. Amen. Everybody, uh, everybody tonight, say this out loud after me, and especially if you need healing. Say, I'm about to get my healing. When hands are laid on me, I will receive my healing. My body will come into alignment and perfect working order. I shall be healed from head to toe. In Jesus' name, amen.